Hey everyone, it's fall, October to be exact. I know a lot of you know that already, but for many people that means spooky season is upon us. I have to be honest, it's my favorite time of year. I'm one of those people. Everything's spooky, scary, haunting, it's all natural and part of the season. More people seem to be interested and excited at the idea of paranormal aspects, uh, in the season of this season, you know, the haunted houses, ghost stories, the jump scares certain movies can create. It's all there. For me, that's extremely fun. So I am back today with a new episode and I just have to start the episode out, obviously, a couple like announcements. So um, I'm going to be trying to record some ghost stories. Um, <clears throat> And that is actually what we are doing today. We're doing a story. Um, Kind of like different aspects of these episodes. Um, I don't know exactly what to call them right now. So for those of you that uh, like to hear just that little bit of a spooky aspect or something that makes you think a little bit or thrills you or, you know, scares you. um, The story kind of like that today. Not exactly. But it's still, I think it was... Anyway, um, I'm really excited. This is something I need to tell you guys. I'm very excited because Spotify has started a new awesome um, thing. They've got this new app out called Green Room. What the app does is it helps you connect with more people and you can talk to them you know, live. It's a live chat. The audio is recorded and then it is emailed to you so that you can use this in, in your podcast. And that is what... Um, I plan on doing. So I've downloaded it and cannot wait to try it so that it can bring up some interesting conversations, stories, and hopefully some, some new episodes. That, that'd be kind of fun. Um, with that, I need to say I'm trying to establish an audience with the podcast also. So if you guys are listening to this on whichever platform you listen to your podcast, please, um, like or follow however you get notified that there is a new episode please 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 do that so I I know I think with I know with anchor it's like you follow them basically um Spotify kind of the same thing you just kind of listen to it and you like it or make it your favorite Uh, I think with Apple podcast it's like you it's a star rating system I believe or I can't remember I don't know I've heard it I need to check into it more however you do that please do that Uh, another reason that I'm trying to establish this audience it's it's not just because I'm trying to reach more people I mean I am but with a higher established audience I have the chance for sponsorship and I have to be honest if I am able to do that make a few bucks from sponsorship I would really like to do so because then I can purchase better recording equipment and products that I can put back into the podcast you know use that money towards the sponsorships and really all that sponsorships are at this point is just a recorded ad that you'll hear uh, randomly throughout the podcast and they won't be long and usually depending on where you listen to I know with Spotify you can skip through the sponsored parts if you don't want to listen to them 
half of the time when I'm listening to a podcast, I'm driving or I'm doing something. So I end up listening to them anyway. And I got to be honest, I've actually listened to some of those things and went to these, these places and, and, you know, like the online places and looked into stuff more or ordered things through them using their discount code because it was kind of cool. So, so that is something I am trying to do. Um, establishing an audience, having a bigger audience base will help me do that. So if you haven't already, please share it, please like it, please follow. However you do that, please do that for me. Uh, also on that same, uh, topic, I would like to create some merchandise, the merchandise, sorry, you guys, merchandise at some point. Uh, but again, the better the audience, the better chance of moving the merchandise I'm going to have. And also, um, the better ideas for what you guys are actually interested in and what you would like to see and what you would purchase. And uh, that's going to help too, to, to have that idea, to know what to do. So just, just trying to build this up some more. So thank you guys for, for helping those that are helping and who are already a part of the established audience. I love that. I, I, I love you for it. Thank you so much. But uh, I, and I'm going to try to keep, keep this going even more. So also, if you guys have not already done so check out the Facebook page, bump in the night podcast with Jamie, J A Y M E. You guys can leave messages or you can post on the page. I'm always looking for more story ideas and want to know more about your personal paranormal experiences or what has given you the interest. So it's, kind of a fun way that it can open up a dialogue or maybe tell me about a story or a location or um, a haunting that I haven't heard of yet or don't really know a whole bunch about and that I can research into some more. So please check it out if you haven't already. Don't forget also that you can check out or go to uh, anchor.fm slash bump in the night with Jamie and leave a voice message if you'd like. And Dude, that voice message could possibly be in an upcoming episode if you do that. If you wish that it, you know, be in there. Or if you don't want it in there, that's fine. You don't have to. Just just say that. I don't want this in an episode, but I want to say this. We can do that too. Alright, last announcement, I promise. I love the paranormal. I love talking about it and bouncing ideas around. However, I feel like it is more fun when you have someone else to talk with you about it. Uh, I've thought about it and I've tossed around the idea of introducing the, um, like a true crime aspect into the podcast also, but I haven't made a decision on that one just yet. Back to a second person. If I can manage to do it, the past episodes of this podcast may be re-recorded. Uh, they may be re-recorded with a second person. So it's not just me having a conversation with myself. Um, so they may be going away as I'm able to record them with a second party. Uh, but I'm just trying to think of different ways to um, make the flow, make this flow a little bit better and, you know, make the episodes a little bit more appealing. So don't be surprised if you hear an episode and it's a bit different than what you're used to, or if it has another person um, talking with me. So, because that might happen. So I'm trying to, um, I'm trying to 
to get that to happen to see if we can maybe make that work and I think it would be a lot of fun so hopefully it works out that way um, I feel that when you are able to have a conversation with somebody else when you talk to them about this I think that sometimes different questions that you wouldn't think of arise or maybe different you know ideas thoughts uh, statements you know I, everyone has their own view and opinion on, on so many different things that if there's another person involved in these conversations and in these stories that maybe they'd have a little more fun, you know, and they'd be a little bit more appealing and we might see a little bit more growth if it comes like that. So we're going to try that soon. Hopefully that'll work out. Um, yeah, moving right on. Let's get, let's, let's get to it. Right. Enough with the boring stuff. We'll get into the something else. Um, Today is a little story. Obviously, it's a fictional story. I, however, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a little, um, it was a little hokey, but in the same token, it was really interesting to me. At first, I thought one thing in the story. I, I thought when when I started kind of piecing things together, I thought, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, hmm. it, it, I, it, it was when I when I read the end of it I was like oh okay that, that's fine I'm gonna do my best because at the end um, there is a bit of like a dialogue back and forth so I'm going to do my best to try to keep that separate so you guys can stay on the path of understanding it so it doesn't get too confusing so let's hop right into it shall we was an autumn morning. Early enough, the sun was barely lighting up the sky. The air was crisp and cold. As I swung my feet over the edge of my bed, I quickly found my slippers as the air circulating around my ankles was biting. I moved around my room looking for the oversized cardigan that was warmer than any robe I'd ever worn. More comfortable, too. It was at that moment I felt a familiar tickle on the back of my leg. When I looked down, I'm relieved to see that this cat that just made his way into my life wanted a little bit of t- attention. I never thought of myself as much of a cat person, but like I said, all of a sudden, one day, there he was, coming to my house and just wandering around inside, barely making a noise. Oftentimes, he would ignore me, but... He would always make sure to greet me randomly throughout the day, and I quickly became attached to him, but could never think of the right name, so I simply called him Cat. As I swiftly moved to the kitchen to start the tea kettle, I go about getting myself ready for the day, brushing my teeth, combing my hair, waiting for that familiar whistle that seems to take longer and longer each day. I'd noticed for a couple days in a row, I thought I'd turned on the stove, but each time I'd go to check, the burner was off. And today was no different. I'd done it again. I was becoming so angry with myself because things that I used to do every day as if I was on autopilot, I... I was forgetting to do them more and more. I took that for granted. I didn't actually think about what I was doing before I did it. I just did it. The stove, though, that one has me puzzled 
because I do think there is something wrong with it. Because I've watched as I've turned it on and it shuts off right in front of me. Turned it on, stays on for a moment, and it shuts off right in front of me. I have to write myself a note to have somebody come and check that out. It becomes such a battle, though, that I eventually don't even want my tea anymore. I just want to move on. I'm not even worried about it. I just want the thing to work. I get the frustration out, brush it off, and become more focused on getting back to work. Well, getting to work. It had been five years since I left my old life and my old job. I felt alone and depressed and never excited. I always felt like I was living someone else's dream. I wanted to do something that I was passionate about, something I've always wanted to try. So I took all the money I had saved and figured out a budget on how to live comfortably and well while trying to get a book published. I left everything that's normal for everyone else the boring nine to five, the dream house to make a home, and the suffering through boring dates with men that had no common interest as me. I sold everything that I didn't really need and found this nice, simple little home. Quiet, out of the way, and perfect for living a life without time constraints and rules and paths to follow. I was really lucky to find a publisher that enjoyed the short stories I had submitted to various outlets and worked on writing my first novel. That, that was my passion. Something I'd always wanted to do. I had so many ideas that I had to keep them separate in different notebooks. Somehow, thinking of these thrilling scenarios was easy for me. I got one book published, two three, four, quickly followed. Five, five is taking me a while. I seem to be blocked. I could write, I do write, but nothing seemed to make me as excited as it used to. Nothing seems to be thrilling or suspenseful anymore. It's as if I woke up one morning and lost the connection to my passion. Like, it had divorced me and I was left to try to move on and continue my life as if nothing happened. I sit at my computer and type and lose track of time and feel the familiar tickle of soft fur across my legs and come back to reality to pet the cat who is telling me he wants my attention now. When I look around, I realize that the entire day has passed me by. I haven't ate, drank, or moved in hours. I get up and turn on the light out of the corner of my eye. I see a shadow of what looks like a man. Of course, I'm scared. I mean, how could I have not heard anything? How could I not hear somebody come into my home? And now I'm completely aware that the fear I have is clouding my judgment. How am I aware? Because I call out, who are you? What are you doing here? Surprised he doesn't respond. I stand there just frozen. As he walks toward me. And I see his hand reach for the light switch. 
and he turns it off. Without even thinking, I quickly jump forward and turn the switch on again, expecting to see this man in front of me, preparing myself to get ready to quickly fight and get away from him. But he isn't there. It's like he vanished into thin air. I stood there for a moment trying to make sense of what just happened. Like, what did I just see? What? Like, just happened. I... I calm myself down, and I'm trying to think, okay, how can I logically answer this? <clears throat> I couldn't think of anything, except for my mind is playing tricks on me. <laughs> maybe, maybe I thought I turned on the light, but I didn't, and I just imagined the whole thing. Maybe that's why it turned off. And I turned it back on. I maybe I didn't actually turn it on that first time. I I had that has to be what happened. It's when I noticed that more and more things like this are happening. Like I didn't pay much attention to it at first. I would turn on a light, it would shut off, so I'd turn it back on the thing with the stove my toothbrush being in a different place water stops running as I turn it on it's either old old technology in this house pipes and wiring who knows appliances that are really messed up and I didn't get as good of a deal on this home as I thought I did or it's got to be my mind. I'm just stressed out. Like, maybe... Maybe I need to stop stressing out. I, it, it's all about this book. So maybe if... Maybe if I take these ideas I have. I mean, I have some good ideas. I should just piece them together and fill in the blanks. It doesn't need to make me feel something like the other books it doesn't need to make me feel emotions as I'm writing these or as I'm putting it together it just needs to be complete that's all it needs I'm the one stressing out about the emotional aspect of this so maybe that's what's going on I'm so stressed my mind is just worn out that's what I need to do that's what I need to do I need to just finish it I, it needs to be complete so I have this new determination. I sit back down, I get back to work, forgetting all about the basic needs I still haven't met for myself today. Just like the day before, only this time, it wasn't because I had more ideas to get out, it was because I was tired, I am tired, of this obsession to feel something enjoyable again. I'm letting myself slip away to nothing all of a sudden, I get this surge of energy come over me. I was making progress, and I sat back to smile when I noticed that there's words appearing on my screen. They're appearing right in front of me. Words are being typed out on the page that I'm working on. I'm not writing them. 
I watch the words appear again, typing out the same thing. Are you there? I'm absolutely stunned and can't figure this out. What's going on? Has my computer been hacked? I mean, I didn't think I was online. This doesn't make any sense to me. I thought for a second, a split second, maybe if I respond, I can figure out if I'm being hacked, if somebody's maybe hacked into my computer, and then maybe I can call the police into this, if I get a response. So let me, yeah, okay. I'm going to respond. I'm going to respond to this, are you there question that's on my screen twice, because maybe it's my mind again, just playing a trick on me. Maybe I typed it out and don't even remember typing it, but just, it took a minute for my computer to catch up. I don't know. I'll respond as if I'm speaking to myself. I say, yes, I'm here. How are you doing? And I waited. And for a moment, I didn't see anything. Then I watched a response type out in front of me. You won't talk any other way. I thought this would help. What did that mean? I didn't understand this at all. Why are these words appearing? What is going on? And now I've just noticed I have an open chat. I have an open chat screen. I had opened one earlier. I was online. I opened it in the hopes that I would have something to tell my publisher in regards to my next book. This must be how this person has gotten onto my screen. I mean, is it possible that I'm so confused that I'm actually sending messages to my publisher and, and it's the chat screen I'm actually seeing? I mean, my mind has been so fogged lately, just obsessing over this book. It wouldn't surprise me. I open the chat screen and there in front of me are the questions. That must have been what happened. I didn't even realize I was going back and forth between the screens, between the programs. And I mean, that's what happened. And his response, that makes sense to me. So I'm working on the book and I'm on the, the Word document screen and in between text chatting, sending these text chats and not realizing that I'm going back to the other screen. So my mind confused it. Now I'm just messed up a little bit. Okay, it makes sense. And yeah, of course it made sense to me. Yeah, he'd be explaining I won't talk to him. I've been avoiding his phone calls for almost four months now when I see that there's another message coming through. What are you doing here? <laughs> what kind of a message is that? I respond, what do you mean? <laughs> you start chatting. You started chatting with me. I'm working on the book right now. I'm piecing together all of my ideas, filling in the details. I'm confident I will have something soon within the next week. I wait for a moment and see that there's a message coming up. And when it comes through, it says, what is your book about? I respond with, well, it's similar to the other ones. It's a suspenseful, suspenseful thriller, but with a twist of paranormal. The next message that came through made me sit for a minute and 
question. Wait. What? He asked me, do you have to finish it to move on? Well, what do you mean? Of course I have to finish it. I can't give you unfinished work. This is the fifth book I promised you. I've been working on it for what seems like forever. And I'm sure you're getting impatient and want to get things rolling. I've just had a hard time shaking off this block. That's when I see he's typing another question. Well, response. I'm assuming it's a question. When I read it, I became angry. Who do you think you're talking to? Can you tell me your name? What is... What does he think he's doing? What is this? What in the world kind of question was that? I, I couldn't hold back frustration anymore at that point and realize that, hey, wait a minute, this might be an assistant that is logged into his system and is chatting with me right now. So I ask, you know, I, you're taking up my precious time. I could be using this time to put together a piece of work for him. And now you're asking me who I am like he doesn't already know. I, I'm talking to Steven, my publisher. Isn't that right? Or are you an assistant wasting my time? One of his assistants. I'm trying really hard to get this book finished. You're wasting my time. I haven't ate, drank, or slept well in months. I'm pushing myself to get this work done, not just for you, but for me. And now my time is being wasted. I mean, please. You need to get to a point so I can get back to work. I realize that... That didn't make any res- any sense. I needed to change my response. And I also didn't answer to who it was. Maybe something had happened and my contact info was lost. They weren't sure whose screen name they were seeing. So I responded, listen, I'm sorry. I thought I was talking to Stephen, my publisher. If you're not Steven and one of his assistants, will you please let me know? Also, this is Jacqueline Brown. That's when the next response from the mystery sender came through. And I froze. I thought at this moment, this has to be a joke. Like, this has to be someone trying to be funny. Trying to prank someone. But why? I mean, why would they do it to me? I don't bother anyone. I've become a recluse focused on, on writing this book. Why would a person say something like that? And I reread the response. It says, Jacqueline, do you know you're dead? For a moment, I thought maybe I should take this message as a threat. It's... Is this someone who's found me online and is crazed? I mean, if they found me online, do they know where I live? And what are they going to do to me? And how is this possible that they're sending me messages through my publisher? Have their computers been hacked? Do they all, like, do all of the authors that are published through them have... And have all of their information with them. Do they have all of the author's information? 
Is that how they're getting a hold of me? I had to respond and ask my next question. Who is this? How did you get onto Stephen's messages? Are you hacking him? Why would you say something like that? Are you threatening me? I watched as the words formed in front of me and the screen seemed to change just as quickly. I watched the words, Jacqueline, you are not online. You are not speaking to your former publisher. You are on the Word document you are always typing on. But this isn't your computer. This isn't a book. Jacqueline, you've been dead for months. Scroll up. Look at the book you've been typing. Look at what you've been writing. It's not a story. I'm stunned. I'm seeing things out of the corner of my eyes, but everything is blurry and I'm hyper-focused on the screen. And I'm back on that Word documentation, but I still see these messages in front of me that this mystery sender has been sending. And I decide I need to scroll up. There's something messed up here. Something is wrong. And as I move the screen up, before the conversation with the mystery person starts, I see in all caps over and over and over again. It's a shame you won't be around anymore. Your murder would make it the perfect book. I had to reread it. It's a shame you won't be around anymore. Your murder would make the perfect book. I was stuck there staring at the screen. The thoughts I had, the ideas I was typing, that's all it was. Those same words. I remembered those words. I remember who spoke those words to me. I was feeling something again. Something I guess I blocked out. It was then I noticed the screen move. I didn't move it, but it was back down to the conversation. I watched just as I'd done before, just waiting, waiting to see the words that mysteriously appeared in front of me. Only this time, I heard someone say, ask her if she knows she was murdered. Soon after I watched those words appear on the screen and looked around, the blurry tunnel vision had worn off and I could see a whole different realm. People sitting around the desk, the very desk I would sit every day and write. The lighting was different. The decor had all changed. Here I was sitting around 
all of these people and none of them could see me. It took me months to see or hear them. And the cat. There was the cat. Nestled in the lap of a young woman who just asked the guy typing to write her question. I was full of a somber realization that I didn't want to face what had happened to me. My soul stayed behind and went on living as nothing happened. I watched them eagerly staring at the screen, waiting for a response. So I typed, yes, yes, I know I was murdered. Stephen killed me. He lied about everything. I listened to their gasp and watched them all interact with each other. And all of them were throwing out the next questions they wanted to ask me. I felt sadness. For the first time in months. I felt sadness. I wanted to talk. I wanted to speak. But would they hear me? I wanted to reach out and touch one of them. I wanted to hug someone. I had all decided to settle on the next question. Can you tell us what he did? Can you tell us how you died? I thought for a moment, looking at those words on that screen. After hearing them ask that same question out loud. Will this help me? If I get this out, if I tell them, will it help me? Do I get to move on? There's, I don't know what to do right now. I don't know what I'm feeling right now. A lot has just come crashing down on me. I decided that I would tell them. I started to tell them the whole story. Stephen, my publisher, he lied to me. He made me believe that we were both excited and into the same things. And quickly our professional relationship turned into a romantic one. Well, maybe not quickly, but... After a bit of time, it was after the fourth book was published that I wanted him to come with me on a couple of the stops for the book tour that I learned he was hiding. He was hiding a different person from me, the real him, the man who was married, the man that was very verbally abusive towards many people in his life. The man who would use sex as a form of payment from women authors that he didn't think were very talented, but he knew he could exploit them. 
He was a vengeful, horrible man. He lied. He stole money from his clients, including me. But when I found all of this out, he warned me to be careful, or he'd make sure I'd regret it. He told them all about how he came over to apologize to me. And I wasn't open to accepting it. That's when things quickly turned violent. He beat me, tortured me for hours. And finally, before stabbing me, said the words, It's a shame you won't be around anymore. Your murder would make the perfect book. I watched the people sitting around the desk read this response and the emotions pouring over them. The young lady asked for the next question to be, do you know where he put your body? All I could respond to that was no, because I don't remember that part. It's not untrue. just don't remember. Or maybe I don't know. Because I went back to feverishly writing a book. I must have blocked it out. My soul couldn't handle what he had done to me. That instead of look at the actual scene around me, when it left my body, it turned my home, this place that was my my dream, into a sanctuary where I didn't have to face what had happened to me. I went back to thinking about writing a book these ideas out. I knew I had a lot of them. I watched the man sitting at the computer ask the next question without a discussion with the others. He wrote, Do you want us to help you write your next book? story of my murder. It was going to take me a lot of time to recall details and to walk through it. But now that I knew where I was and what was going on and that I was no longer a part of the living world, might be easier to come forward with it. I simply wrote back to him. Yes. I hope you all enjoyed that story. I know it isn't exactly super scary or creepy, 
but I thought it was a fun little twist on a ghost story that had a bit more of a modern setting. Um, I at first thought that this was going to be about a woman who was being haunted by a ghost and would blame her stress for making her think that she was being haunted until things became very intense and she couldn't deny that something paranormal was going on. That that was just kind of, I mean, maybe that was just me, but I should say that was because that's how I thought of, about it at first. Uh, but I, I thought the twist of her being the one who was dead and not knowing it was interesting. Like, and, and while it doesn't build up to this huge dramatic moment that, that makes you shiver, the subtle ways that it makes you unsettled is kind of neat. Uh, like, I just keep thinking about how she's been dead for months. She doesn't realize it. And she just keeps, you know, she, she thinks that she's typing out these amazing chapters and ideas and thoughts for this book, but yet the living person is watching day after day as these words it's a shame he won't be around anymore your murder would make the perfect book are typed over and over and over again on the computer and you know possibly we don't know how long during the day probably for a good part of it because as she's explaining you know um the day gets away from her and it's a whole different time but how do we know that a spiritual time or realm is the same as ours I mean maybe there is a different concept of time so maybe for her an entire day for her might just be an hour for one of us you know but then again I don't know or maybe vice versa an hour for us is an entire day for them and I don't know <clears throat> I don't know but I just thought that was kind of neat how that, I mean, that kind of made me unsettle. And then like, what's worse is that maybe they didn't see this being typed out over and over again. Maybe they would just open up their computer and see that a word document has been open and there, there's that saying in all capital letters repeatedly over and over and over and over again. The fact that that, that for me is unsettling. That would scare me if that happened as I'm sure it would to a lot of people if you opened your computer and a lot of people might leave a document open or leave the thing that they were on open and their computers kind of like went into screen saving mode you turn it back on and there's the thing the screen that was last turned on <laughs> if they hadn't had that turned on and then there it was and those words are typed that's just kind of unnerving to me you would think that okay, somebody's messing with me, or, you know, like, this isn't funny, this must be a prank for my friends, or what's going on, have I been hacked, have I been, because, and, like, she's thinking, somebody's hacking me, because I can see these things, these responses, these questions appear on screen, like, she doesn't know, and that's where her mind went, so I could only imagine that your mind would go there, too, as a living person, so, I don't know. The fact that it touches on how she would turn things on and they'd turn off and eventually she'd just give up and walk away, like thinking about the living person, they're hearing or seeing their stove turn on and then turning it off just to be met with it doing again. Those parts of it were interesting to me because we hear of people who have these paranormal experiences or hauntings that have had things like this happen. I thought it was just a fun little story. I enjoyed how it made me think of what the other things 
that she did as a ghost? Like, what, what were some of the other things that she did as a ghost that the living people were experiencing? And I do think it would be kind of neat to hear the story written from their perspective. Yes, I really do. But this was unique in its own way. And I did like that. I liked how it had its own little twist. It had its own little subtle buildup. And I, I think for me, what was more entertaining, more than the fact that I was wrong, because I thought I was just dead set that this is a woman and she is writing down now like we've learned she's a writer so she's telling us she's a writer and she tells us about the experience of the turning on the light seeing the man and the, he turns off the light and then the man's gone so this is her telling us the experience that she's had as a writer like that made her believe she was haunted and like being haunted and to know that okay nope you're wrong she is actually the one dead and doesn't realize that she's haunting living people. I thought that was kind of neat. So I hope that you guys enjoyed it too. So I do. I really do. Well, before I tell you goodbye, before I tell y'all guys goodbye, just let me remind you to check out the Facebook page, the Bump in the Night podcast with Jamie, uh, or head over to anchor.fm slash bump in the night with Jamie leave a voice message um also check out spotify's green room it may be fun and maybe you can hop on and we can talk about scary stuff together um i will be probably giving the heads up before i go on there it will more than likely be through the facebook page so if you haven't already you probably will want to go head over there so that you can get those notifications if you don't have facebook if you don't participate in it um i have been thinking about um, when I get the green room thing figured out and I get it all set up and I start doing that, I may possibly do a little notification, like a snip, like a clip, um, and upload it for the podcast. So at least you'll get a notification that way that, Hey, guess what? On this day at this time, central time, we're going to be on Spotify's green room, you know, hop on. This is the room. Like, cause I think I create my own room and it's called something you know, I, I can name it and that kind of stuff. So get you guys that information. <clears throat> so. But yes, I want to thank you guys. I do. I want to thank you guys again for tuning in. I'm hoping that you enjoyed the episode. Thank you so much for helping me grow. And don't forget to share. Don't forget to like. And until next time, happy haunting. Mm-hmm.